And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You will rest in peace. Basketballs don't hold grudges. He got a bicycle. Welcome to the WrestleKeep. Uh, my name is Tom Mimner, and uh, this is a mini episode, calling it episode 1.5, uh, to tide you over between main episodes with the full gang. Um, I'm here on my own today, um, but I just wanted to have a quick chat with you all. Um, I mean, not that you can chat back, obviously. Well, you can. Uh, we are at WrestleCube on Twitter and uh, Facebook.com slash WrestleCube. Um, and of course, this will be up on, uh, you're probably listening to it on uh, our uh, SoundCloud page, which is soundcloud.com slash WrestleCube. Um, we will hopefully have an Instagram page and uh, various other methods for you to listen once we get a little bit further along the line. At the moment, uh, we're just in the early embryonic stages of getting this thing up and running. Um, but we want to deliver more content to you um, because that's the name of the game for us. And um, yeah, I, I just thought, uh, as today is quite a historic day in wrestling history, I thought I would have a little bit of a look at AEW as they debut tonight, uh, going up against NXT in the first of the much-vaunted Wednesday Night Wars. Um, and also, just a quick look ahead to the weekend with the first SmackDown on Fox, and also uh, Hell in a Cell, uh, which apparently WWE have mostly forgotten is happening on Sunday. So, we'll kick off with the first episode of AEW Dynamite. Now, it is the first show, and there is a lot of intrigue going into this. We don't know a huge amount about what is happening, other than the matches that have been announced for the show. So, we'll take you through those. Um, The first, of course, is Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara, which, based on what I've seen so far of Guevara, should be quite a a good, solid contest. Um, I'd expect Cody to go over, massively so, um, because he's obviously got the AEW title shot against Chris Jericho uh, at Full Gear, which is still a terrible name for a pay-per-view, in November. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably likely the match that's going to open the show. It is very much um, a statement piece uh, about Cody being one of the big stars, for right or wrong. Um, I have always had mixed feelings about Cody Rhodes since the days when he refused to wear knee pads. Uh, <laughs> but um, we'll certainly see how that goes down. Um, I think as an opening match, it needs to be very good because they need to come right out of the gates with something hot right from the start. Um, now, obviously, there's no telling whether that will just be uh, open to the show or whether there will be some sort of angle first or interviews or in-ring promos it's really hard to say because we don't know what the format's going to look like yet Um, certainly if uh, the rest of the card lives up to the opening match and they start hot and they go from there it could be a really really good show based on the card that is available Um, so the other matches on this show are MJF versus Brandon Cutler I don't know a huge amount about Brandon Cutler because I've not watched all of the episodes of BTE and uh, Road 2 that he's appeared on but certainly, uh, the people who know more will be able to tell you whether this is good or not. Uh, I love MJF uh, in so much as I hate MJF, because you're supposed to. He is a fantastic heel and is doing a great job in that role at the moment. So 
you know, I imagine MJF goes over there, but we'll have to see. Um, I'm expecting this to be the sort of coming out party for MJF. Um, even though he's sort of playing this weird faux babyface uh, best friend to Cody Rhodes before they eventually do the turn, which hopefully they'll string out for a few months yet because I really don't want to see that happen just yet. You know, they really need to give some backstory and give the turn meaning if they're going to do it. And having a weekly TV show really does give them the opportunity to do that. So, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Um Pack versus Hangman Page, um, which was initially booked for Double or Nothing, but didn't happen uh, for whatever reason. Pack wasn't on that show, and we thought he was gone from AEW, and now he's back, uh, having beaten Kenny Omega at uh, All Out. I almost forgot the name of the pay per view there. It was only a few weeks ago. We reviewed it. It's weird, um, but certainly, yeah. Um, I mean, that that has the potential to be fantastic. Um, it's a weird one though because they seem to be doing a sort of losing streak gimmick for Kenny Omega in terms of him not being able to win the big matches so he's lost to Pac and he lost to Jericho at Double or Nothing so I don't know that you can have Hangman Page now doing the same thing so if he loses to Pac are they going to sort of push this redemption story or are we just going to get a clean Pac win and Pac is going to be pushed as one of the big stars it's very intriguing to see how that pans out. These two are sure to have a fantastic match, though. It, it, easily, the the on paper, the best match on this card. Um, and, yeah, again, it's very hard to say without seeing that first show where this is all going to go, but I have, I, I have strong feelings that that is going to be fantastic. Um, we also have uh, Riho versus uh, Nyla Rose for the... Uh, right to be the first ever crowned the first ever women's champion in AEW um weirdly I don't think that's going to main event from the way it's been positioned which is strange and I wondered whether that might be quite a statement from AEW about you know how they feel about the women's division to have that as the first ever main event but it doesn't look like that's happening um the match itself is really hard to say I have mentioned on our last podcast that I feel Riho's gimmick is a little bit it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable I don't really like the, the it, it's a there's a part of Japanese subculture there that I that is tapping into that I find a little odd but fine um, she's very good in the ring though she's absolutely fantastic um, and they can tell the underdog story because she's obviously giving up a lot of size to Nyla Rose um, and Nyla Rose will be the powerhouse presumably dominating the match and then I suspect Riho will probably be taking the title only based on the fact that she is Kenny Omega's protege he's a big fan of her work I think there are potentially more interesting matches with her as the champion as opposed to Rose Um, but that is you know I mean if Rose wins I guess you could have her as the dominant champion you could potentially bring back in Awesome Kong and go that route but I feel like I feel like Riho seems like the obvious choice, but we'll see. Um, and then on to the main event, we have Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and his two mystery partners. Not so mysterious now, though, because we found out uh, last night on the Countdown show that Jericho's partners will be Santana and Ortiz, the former LAX who debuted at All Out. Um, that is kind of an interesting situation in so much as they obviously didn't have a big surprise 
lined up for Jericho's partners, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with announcing that ahead of time. However, if you announce mystery partners, I feel like you really have to deliver. So in some ways it's smart to deliver those guys ahead of time so people know what to expect and we're not expecting a big surprise only to be let down by two guys who have already debuted um that said the match itself should be brilliant i have no doubt about it um jericho always brings it um whether you like him or not and i have my issues with him but in in terms of his in-ring work now and whether he should be positioned this highly at the card i understand why he is star power being what it is um, and there are all kinds of reasons and it makes all the sense in the world it's just from a personal perspective it's not necessarily what I want to see in 2019 but I, again I, I totally understand it. it it makes perfect sense from AEW's perspective um, and he can be a great heel top of the card so yeah it's fine but um, certainly this positions Omega and Jericho in a feud again it positions Santana and Ortiz as strong contenders uh, going into the big tag tournament um, and yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of Santana and Ortiz gets the pin on Matt or Nick Jackson in order to set that up going forward uh, John Moxley is also scheduled to be on this show um, which you know always brings a certain element of chaos and I'd be stunned if there aren't surprises on this show be it surprise debuts surprise returns be it some sort of big heel turn I don't know I think they're going to want to go off and please pardon the pun with a bang on Dynamite and something explosive there we go again um, certainly feels like the best option here we'll have to see on paper it looks like a really good show if they can make it feel vibrant and different and alternative to what WWE are producing then I would certainly say this has a lot of intrigue and you know this is an opportunity for them on that first show to hit it out of the park and hopefully they do because it's this sort of competition is only going to bring the best out of everybody Um, and of course you know we'll have to see then what NXT has to offer going up against it live of course uh, we will be able to watch uh, AEW in the UK with the new TV deal, um, (laughs) which has been a bit of a palaver, really. But this will be available on Fight TV if you want to watch it live for, I think, it's four quid a month. So, I mean, it's it's not a huge expense if you want to watch it live. But there will be a replay on Sunday morning at 8.20 on ITV4. Um, Obviously, that's not pleased everyone, but at least it's more wrestling on TV and we'll see what happens hopefully within the next few weeks something will get sorted there'll be live showings or more late night repeats and we'll see what happens but I would encourage everybody if you want this to be successful and you want to see it in a good slot on ITV4 um, or one of the ITV channels then certainly tune in on Sunday morning um, because the only way it's going to be more successful is if more eyeballs are on it so that's the thing Um, But yeah, AEW have their first show this week and we'll have to see how it goes. Hopefully next week we'll have a bit more on how that first show went down. Right, so let's move on to NXT. Now, obviously NXT have had two shows already that have been on partially on the WWE Network and partially on the USA Network due to uh, a bit of a miscommunication about dates and them needing to finish up the run of the series of Suits that was running on USA in that time slot. But... Yeah, um, a couple of really strong shows from NXT so far, and this week is no different, with quite a number of 
high-profile title matches, um, as well as a few other things that look to be quite entertaining, on paper at least. So in the main event, we've got Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle for the NXT Championship. I would imagine this will be very good. Um, Matt Riddle is a star waiting to happen. Um, And, I mean, I don't know, I've heard stories about what he's like personally, but, I mean, from what I've seen and from, you know, in NXT, on the indies, from what I've heard from other fans who've seen him before he went to WWE, uh, everything I've heard about him has been brilliant. And he just projects something different. It's this sort of casual, laid-back charisma, you know, without being the sort of RVD just saying whatever, you know, kind of stoner gimmick. He he really does have something there. And I think if they can... And he can go in the ring as well. Like, he's fantastic, an absolute phenom, considering how long he's been doing this. Um, and, of course, Adam Cole is amazing. Uh, I'm a big fan of his work. And the Undisputed Era have been fantastic. And they've got all the gold now. Which means that it wouldn't be beyond the realm of possibility that NXT would do something big, like take the belt off Colt and put it on Matt Riddle. Um, I genuinely can see that happening. Um, Is it likely? Mm, Don't know. But it's certainly a possibility. It's a really strong main event to go up against AEW, and I think NXT are really pulling out the big guns here. Um, But yeah... Um, one match that I do feel like we might get a title change in is Candice LeRae versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Baszler is phenomenal. She's been absolutely brilliant uh, in NXT for the last couple of years, but she is ready for the main roster. She is the best heel they have, and there aren't that many heels, really, on the main roster in the women's division. You know, I mean, you've got Bailey and Sasha, but beyond that... It, it's it's slim pickings for kind of top level heels really Lacey Evans really you know um and I think there is a place for her there you know put her on Smackdown can you imagine her and Charlotte her and Bailey uh, her and Becky Lynch good lord and you've got the whole Ronda Rousey thing to tie in there like there's so much they can do with her and she's ready she's a really really strong heel um Candice LeRae is a phenomenal babyface as well and I think they could do with the babyface women's champion for a while. There are definitely uh, options there. And you can then revisit Candice LeRae and Io Shirai now that Shirai is a heel. There's certainly an option there as well. Um, but yeah, I think I could see LeRae taking the belt from Baszler here and Baszler then moving up to the... Well, moving across to the main roster, as it were. I suppose, is it a main roster anymore? I don't know. Um, but certainly, yeah, with the draft coming up in a few weeks, I would be very surprised if Baszler is not on Raw or SmackDown. Um, the match itself should be phenomenal. I think that goes without saying. Uh, the Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era. I can only see the Undisputed Era retaining here, as the Street Profits have been pretty much fixtures on Raw for the last what month or two. Uh, the match itself, based on the matches they've had so far, um, I mean, it should be excellent. Uh, Montez Ford is just a charisma cannon. I, I mean, it, he's just fantastic. It just oozes charisma out of him. And, like, he made Angelo Dawkins, who I was not high on at all, a really watchable, really enjoyable act. The two of them together are fantastic. But, you know, one of them definitely feels more the star of that team than the other. Um, as is the case with many tag teams, though, you know, I mean, even look at like heavy machinery, you know, Otis is very much the, the star and Tucker is 
is there. He's the workhorse. And, you know, Angelo Dawkins fits nicely in that role and he does really well. I would be worried about him for a singles run, but as a tag team wrestler, they're great. Um, I think they're ready to be a tag team on the main roster rather than just being in this weird sort of hosting role on Raw, which, uh, I mean, it's a strange, strange deal for them. Even though they're doing really well, I'd like to see them actually in the ring on Raw because I think they're ready. Um... The other announced match for this card is Johnny Gargano versus Shane Thorne. Um, Shane Thorne, who previously was in TM61 uh, uh, and prior to that in uh, the... Uh, the uh, Oh, God, what are they called? Um, oh, TMDK, the Mighty Don't Kneel, in, uh, in NOAA and briefly in New Japan. Um, a really, really solid worker, actually. Um, and I think Shane Thorne is very underrated. Um, I mean, Gargano's probably going to beat him here, um, but I think the two of them might actually have the match of the night. It might be a sleeper match of the night for this show. And yeah, I, I mean, it definitely feels like an opportunity to do something big with Shane Thorne. Um, he is, yeah, Gargano, obviously it goes without saying, is phenomenal and is probably also ready for the main roster, but I see him sticking around NXT for a little while yet. Um, Velveteen Dream is apparently going to be on this show as well, um, which, I mean, it's hard to know kind of where he's going next, but we'll see. Um, maybe if Cole does not uh, lose the title to Riddle here, maybe Velveteen Dream is next up for the Undisputed Era. You know, he's, he lost the, the North American title to Roderick Strong, so perhaps uh, the next move is for him to feud with Adam Cole and take the, the big belt eventually. I don't know. Certainly, uh, it does feel like uh, he is poised and ready for that. So we'll have to see. Um, I also would expect NXT, despite having all these fantastic matches, to also want to go blow for blow uh, with uh, AEW and probably have some surprises of their own. Now, whether that's someone returning, someone who's bound with an injury, or that's a, a debut, or you know somebody appearing in the crowd like they do at TakeOver, because let's face it, this is a TakeOver-level show that they've put together... I don't know, but certainly uh, I would be stunned if NXT do not do something unexpected on this show. So we'll leave it at that. Um, I think it's a fine match for AEW and the real winners, regardless of which show comes out better in the ratings, are the fans. There are two stacked, amazing looking shows on a Wednesday night now. And, you know, all right, it's a lot of wrestling to watch, but if you love it, like this is this is hot and fresh, and this is going to be really good for both companies. And while AEW are selling out big arenas, NXT quietly in a much smaller arena, I think are definitely matching them in terms of the show they're putting on based on what what's on paper. But obviously, it remains to be seen what happens with AEW tonight. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's that's the uh, the Wednesday night war. We'll um, we'll have more on that uh, in the weeks to come. Um. But before I sign off, I just wanted to focus a little bit on the other two big WWE shows this week. Uh, obviously, we had the season premiere of Raw, um, which had some interesting stuff on it. I won't go into that in too much detail. But um, SmackDown debuts on Fox this Friday. And uh, we have uh, The Rock returning to SmackDown, which is, is I mean, it, it's just going to be for a talking segment. But it's still a pretty, pretty big draw, really. Um, I mean, he quietly retired. Uh, last year 
um, kind of under the radar. So I'm not expecting a match for out, from him or anything, but who knows? I mean, it's wrestling. It's hard to say. But um, I certainly feel like uh, he is a big draw for casual fans, and I think it'll be a big deal having him on the first show on Fox, um, along with all the other legends. So Stone Cold Steve Austin is, is slated to be on this show, as is Ric Flair, as is Hulk Hogan. Um, they're really stacking the deck on this. Um in terms of in-ring stuff, we've got three big matches that have been announced for this show. Uh, so we've got the four horsewomen tag match with Bailey and Becky against uh, Sasha Banks and... Oh, sorry, uh, that's completely wrong. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte with Becky Lynch and Charlotte doing the whole kind of uh, uneasy allies uh, against common enemies um, with um, both Bailey presumably defending the women's title again against Charlotte on the Hell in a Cell show. It's not been announced at this stage. Um, And Sasha and Becky having a match in the cell on Sunday. Um, It's a shame they did this a few weeks ago on Raw because actually this would have been a really big deal otherwise. But it will be a really solid match. It's just not quite got that same first-time luster that they could have had uh, with the current dynamics um, had they held off on this a few weeks ago. But it should be really good. Um, Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens, provided that this doesn't turn into an angle and get pushed to hell in a cell at the weekend, uh, should be absolutely bonkers, I'm sure. Um, with this being such a big show, Shane doing something stupid off a, off a ladder seems likely. But I also feel like this, with it being on Fox, which is a much more sports-orientated kind of network, this might be Shane Swan song as they kind of move away from the more uh, authority figure-based kind of product uh, and more towards a sports-based in-ring kind of product. Um, And so I imagine Owens will be winning this and Shane will be going off TV. Um, but it should be fantastic and a great blow off to a big feud um, instead of the sort of lazy rematch of doing a Hell in a Cell because we've seen Shane jump off that a couple of times now and it's terrifying and no one wants to see that again he's got kids do something off a ladder it's still terrifying but it's a bit easier to manage so hopefully Shane doesn't kill himself and we end up with um, hopefully a very good match uh, finally we have Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE title and I really really do look forward to this it's very hard to know how this is going to go. I have a feeling that WWE are going to put the belt on Brock. Um, it would be a big statement on their first show. Equally, Lesnar was on Raw this week and you know brutalised uh, Rey Mysterio and Rey Mysterio's son. So you have the out there that he could get involved and we could build something of Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio for, say, Crown Jewel yeah, in Saudi Arabia in a few weeks. Um, I don't know. I think Brock beating Kofi at this point almost makes quite a lot of sense uh, in terms of if you want to... I think Kofi's title reign feels like it's coming to a natural conclusion at this stage. I think it's probably gone as far as he can in that role. Um, And, you know, there is an opportunity here. You could potentially have something with Big E stepping up because I think he's shown over the last few months that he's ready and could be a really big singles competitor. I mean, Brock versus Big E has money written all over it. So we'll see. But, I mean, yeah, there's definitely potential here. I think for... It's a big match, and it's got a big fight feel to it, um, going into it. And I think that's what Fox were after. I think that's what WWE were after. And I think, overall, it's 
quite a uh, quite solid solid main event for this first show um and we'll see what happens but I, I would be not particularly stunned if Brock walks out with the title and I think that's that seems like a really logical move for the company to make to really maximize the benefit of having Brock exclusively on Fox I think it makes a huge difference especially with someone who has that cachet with the with the kind of sports audience so we'll have to see but I, I have, yeah, strong, strong hopes for this show. So finally this weekend, we have WWE's Hell in a Cell show. Now I know outside of Raw, there's been very little announced for this. So Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell seems to be the big talking point uh, with The Fiend. It's a difficult one because I feel like the company have backed themselves into a corner here. You don't need to put the belt on Wyatt. Um, I think if anything he should be a special attraction a bit like The Undertaker um, but I don't see how having built him this strongly they can take the belt off him uh, off. sorry put the belt on Wyatt as the fiend at this point I mean, I just, how do you beat him having put him over this strongly at this stage I think you end his momentum potentially but then how do you have him as the champion are they still building towards Rollins versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all shakes out. I really do feel that it is an incredibly intriguing situation and WWE needlessly put themselves in a silly, silly spot here. Unfortunately, that probably means that we're going to get an inconclusive finish uh, with the likes of, I don't know, Maybe Finn Balor comes back, uh, having been put out by uh, The Fiend at SummerSlam, or Braun Strowman interferes and gets his revenge. I don't know. I don't know. I am concerned that that is a terrible idea, but we'll have to see how it goes. It certainly reminds me of CM Punk and Ryback a few years ago, where they booked themselves into a corner and then took a terrible, terrible route to get out of it, and Ryback never really recovered. So hopefully they don't kill the Fiend's momentum here. Uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch inside the Hell in a Cell should be fantastic. There's a real heat and a real kind of what feels like a personal rivalry between these two. Um, so I certainly believe that we'll be getting um, a really, really strong match. You know, don't look for big bumps off the cage or anything out of this. Uh, don't look for, you know, I think just look for a really heated, really strong cage match between the two of them. Um, and I certainly think this might be the moment to put the belt on Sasha, if I'm honest. She's been on a hot streak since she came back, and a win here makes a, a big difference. And you can go the redemption story with Becky then, as she has to claw her way back and try and you know win the Women's Rumble, try and get to WrestleMania to finally take the belt off Becky, off um, Sasha. And you can tell that story here. I mean, you know... And you can, you know, it, we're far enough away, you could have that as your WrestleMania main event. Or you could go the four... Oh, excuse me. Uh, you could go the four-way, uh, four-horsewoman uh, main event at uh, WrestleMania, which also feels like something that they might do. Uh, finally, we have uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns versus Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Um, the tag match itself should be really good if it's a match in, in, in its entirety. Oh, the Daniel Bryan sudden face turn feels a bit weird. 
I still have a feeling that this is going to end up with Brian as the mastermind of the Harper and Rowan situation, but who knows? I would like to see Daniel Bryan back as a babyface. I think it works really well. He's had a good run as a heel, but I think there's a lot of mileage still in babyface Daniel Bryan, especially on Fox. So I guess we'll see. Um, if if it's a straight tag match and it isn't, uh, you know, a kind of ruse, I do think this could be one of the better matches on that card. Harper and, is, you know, he looks great. He's, it's good to see him back. Uh, Eric Rowan has really stepped up in this role. And the two of them have really good chemistry together. Um, and Brian and Reigns are both, you know, super workers. So I guess we'll see. But yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that match. Probably more so than anything else on this card. But it's hard to say that because they've only announced three matches. You have to imagine coming out of SmackDown, we might get some rematches from that. We might get some, you know, sort of angles built. Um, it's really hard to say. This show is very much an afterthought beyond those three matches, so we'll see. But it's completely understandable why. It's been a big week for WWE on all fronts. And yeah, in some ways, this show is just what it is. It's a, it's a free show on the WWE Network, so we'll see. But certainly, uh, it's definitely a big weekend for WWE. It's been a big, it's a big week for WWE and for AEW. And as I said before, the real winners here are wrestling fans. Um, I'm going to sign off there because this is just supposed to be a little mini episode and you're probably exhausted from hearing me talk constantly. Um, but uh, we'll be back uh, in uh, with a look at AEW uh, and their first TV show, uh, hopefully in the next few weeks. Uh, or certainly, if not, we'll be back looking at AEW um, and kind of how they've got started um, within the next little while. Um, we're hoping to have these out regularly. But yeah, please do follow... Uh, WrestleCube uh, at uh, at WrestleCube on Twitter, uh, Facebook.com slash WrestleCube. And of course, you can listen to this and all of our podcasts at SoundCloud.com slash WrestleCube. Uh, I'm Tom Mimner, and I have been this entire time. And uh, I will be signing off right now by just simply saying, as always, don't be a square, be a WrestleCube. Good night. <laughs>